Hey family, I'm back. I'm going to continue this series that we started here. This series is called Living in the Last Days. This is part two. If you did not hear part one, it is called Dangers of the Last Days, and you can go back and listen to that and uh, tie it to this. So this particular episode today is called Seducing Spirits of the Latter Days. Seducing Spirits of the Latter Days. And we're going to come out of uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 3. We'll do that. And before I get into this, it's important for us to know that um, this is the time in which we're born. So the things that are coming to pass, we can't avoid but through the power of the Holy Spirit, we can deal with them. And they're nothing that's going to destroy us or kill us as long as we're aware of what's going on in this time and what we need to be prepared for. So God did not leave us powerless. We have the instruction of his word and the power of the Holy Spirit to get us through all this stuff. So before I teach this, I want to preface it with this from First Thessalonians chapter 5. We are the children of the day and not the night. So it is God's design that we are aware of things to come and to be prepared. Okay? So we have nothing to fear. God has not kept us in the dark. He's actually kept us ahead of the game. Remember, this is the only book that can accurately predict the future. So you're ahead of the game. As long as you obey the word of God, as long as you look into what he's actually telling you and how to be prepared... Um, then you're ahead and and there's nothing to fear. You can't be taken by surprise because everything will happen exactly as God has said, because that's who we serve. We, we serve a God who has already seen the end and created the beginning. And all of this is a history book to him, right? So we're good. So first Timothy chapter four. Now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from meats, which God, God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. Okay. So, as I said, we're going to be looking at the seducing spirits portion of this and and what's going on. And and these first three verses here are all about these spirits. And so we know from God's word that in the latter times, the Bible says in verse one here that some shall depart from the faith. I want you to look at the difference here between last times and latter times. Okay, in the previous podcast, it was called Dangers of the Last Days. We have been living in the last days since ever since Jesus went to heaven. When he ascended into heaven um, and his disciples saw him ascending, you know, and, and he went into heaven, right there started the time clock of the last days. Now, the time in which we live where almost every prophecy has been fulfilled and all we're waiting now is for the rapture, 
we are now in what's called the latter day, okay? And the Bible makes it a distinct, um, a huge distinction between the two so that we can understand that. And so when I talked to you last time, I spoke to you about the last days and the dangers of, of the last days. But now we're also in the latter days. So the dangers of the last days and the latter days are what we're facing in our time. Our parents and our grandparents and those who came before us were not in the latter day yet. And so that's why the, the Christian faith and, and how people embraced the faith of that day is different than today. Because today we are in the latter day, which this scripture to, that we're reading now is talking about. So it says in the latter times, this is verse 1 of First Timothy chapter 4, some shall depart from the faith. And we're seeing that. We're watching pastors. We're watching worship leaders. We're watching friends we know, uh, people we go to church with, um, walk away and denounce Christianity as if it's something they had never done before in their life. Right? I mean, just walking away. And, and you wonder, how do you spend all your lifetime in that? And, and how do you now just, just turn away and say, I never did it and, or it didn't exist or it was all wrong and I found a new faith? Well, this is how this scripture tells you that some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. So this is how it happened. Okay, in the latter times, and this is why we all need to be careful, there are seducing spirits out here and doctrines of devils. Okay, what is that saying? There are doctrines that are being set up, different religions, different ways to believe, that before now, we always blew off as crazy, right? A lot of us did. You know, that's insane. I'm not going to ever believe that. Well, now look at what is accompanying these things, the seducing spirit. So if we're not careful, we can position ourselves in a place where we are available to a seducing spirit and we start to believe the doctrines of these devils. And, and verse two tells us what they're speaking. They're speaking lies in hypocrisy, in hypocrisy against what, what was once truth to us is now become a lie to us. The truth of God's word has now become a lie based on uh, the, the doctrines and of the devils and the seducing spirits. And, and those who are teaching it, check this out. They're hypocrites now, all right, by definition. And, but, but look, they feel nothing anymore because verse 2 says, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. And that is an important scripture because when you read in Romans chapter 2 about the conscience, the Bible says that if those who do not have the law of God, it's not been preached to them, okay? God will judge them by their conscience. Why? Because God's laws are written in their hearts through their conscience, Romans chapter 2, verse 15. Let's start at verse 14. Even Gentiles who do not have God's written law show that they know his law when they instinctively obey it, even without having heard it. And then you say, why is that possible? Verse 15 tells you why. They demonstrate 
that God's law is written in their hearts. For their own conscience and thoughts either accuse them or tell them they are doing right. Okay? So, God has written it within us. In Jeremiah 31, 31, God promised that that day would come and he would do that. That was the prophecy, Jeremiah 31, 31. And it confirms this scripture here. So God has done this. And so the conscience now within us should convict us even before the Holy Spirit does. It should convict us. But he's saying here in 2 Timothy that these who have walked away from God now, their conscience has been seared with a hot iron. They feel nothing anymore. The conviction of what is right and wrong has been confused and mixed up. And they do not feel the prick from the conscience nor the prick from the Holy Ghost. And so they will teach you what is wrong as if it is truth and they believe it. And we see that in our society today and we don't understand how people can uh, believe the way they do and treat people the way they do. And, and we don't, we just don't get it. And, and here's the thing, their conscience has been seared, right? It's a dangerous place to get to when your conscience is seared. First Corinthians chapter four, I believe it is, or is it? Yeah tells us that to pray for those people, we need to pray that the blindness be removed from their eyes. So if you know people like that, um, we need to pray that the blindness be removed from them, that the scales fall off so that they can feel again because their conscience has been seared with a hot iron, okay? And now here's the next thing that that's so dangerous about this time is I'm in, I'm in Romans chapter 2 still, and I'm going to finish this about the conscience. Verse 16 tells us, Paul writes and says, and this is the message, okay? I proclaim that the day is coming when God, through Jesus Christ, will judge every secret life, okay? Once this happens, once our conscience has been seared, once we have given in to these doctrines of devils or just the seducing spirits, and we begin to live a life that is secret, away from the life which is truth. Um, but people don't really know. God sees it all. He sees it all. And what did Paul tell us in Romans? Romans chapter 2, verses 16. And this is the message I proclaim, that the day is coming when God, through Christ Jesus, will judge everyone's secret life. We will not escape judgment of right and wrong, whether our conscience is seared or not, or whether we're giving in to seducing spirits. It's not the spirit's fault. They're doing their job. We have a job to do to not fall into that trap. Okay. We have a job. And first Timothy chapter four tells us and instructs us what our job is. Here it is. Verse seven. Paul says, but refuse profane and old wives fables and exercise thyself rather in godliness. Don't argue with people. Don't sit and try to understand their point. Do not allow the seducing spirit to get a hold of your mind and your heart. You refuse these types of arguments. You remove yourself from the situation. You choose not to go there. And then he says, exercise thyself rather in godliness. What is exercise? Exercise is movement, right? 
It's conditioning. Condition yourself in godliness. Don't just sit around and be stagnant and do nothing. That's when you can be seduced by these spirits because you'll start thinking there's another way. I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm doing well. And it's not doom and destruction like God said. And, and the Bible says when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction shall come. Just because God's word tarries does not mean it's not true. So don't fall into that trap. That's a seducing spirit. But exercise yourself. Work out in godliness. Okay. Last thing, verse 12. This is verse 12 of First uh, Timothy chapter 4. This is the next thing we need to do. Let no man despise thy youth. Okay, that has to do with age and that has to do with age in, in, with, in God's word. All right, some of us are young in God's word. Some of us are young in life. But regardless of where we're at, nobody can despise who we are. Okay, God called us and God has called us um, as, as an individual with our gifts, our talents, our humor, everything. And that's who God wants. He doesn't want you to be somebody else and don't let anybody despise you. And then he says, be thou an example to believers in word, in conversation, in charity, which is love in action. That's why I like the word charity. It means you can't just say, I love somebody, but you do nothing. It's love in action. Okay. Then he says in spirit, right? We should have a, our spirit should be right inside of us. We should be treating people the right way. We should not have a spirit of um, angriness or depression where we drag everyone down in our mess or put them down, right? Our, our spirits should be right. And if they're not, we need to spend time with the, with the Holy Ghost and, and God and his word and get that stuff straightened out. And then he says, in faith and in purity, it's not acceptable for us to claim Jesus Christ and, and represent him. And not live in holiness and not live in purity. Okay. Um, what is, if we don't live in purity, what's the difference between us and those out there? And then it, within ourselves, we will start to argue and reason the same thing. What's the difference between me and somebody else? Well, we're, we're both okay. We both love God. That's when the seducing spirit starts to come in. God has set us apart. Okay. For us to be different. And why? So that we can be an example. This verse 12 tells us so we can be an example to others so that they can believe. All right. So that's all the time I've got. Uh, we went a little long today, but that's OK. So if you have any questions, hit me up. You know how to find me. This is Pastor Earl. God bless you.